Alright, what's going on, y'all? Thank you for joining me in this episode. Like I always say, if it's the first time you're streaming this podcast, I appreciate you. And if you are one of my regulars, I appreciate you just a little bit more. Now, just in case you're not sure what you've gotten yourself into, you are now listening to the only hunting podcast recorded in New York City that is hosted by an OG sneakerhead looking to be a dope bow hunter and take down my first deer this fall. So, Follow me on the ups and downs of my bow hunting education. All right, so time to shout out some folks that are not only making this podcast possible, but they're making my first deer harvest look like a real possibility. So first up, Nor'easter Game Calls. Mark creates some beautiful custom calls, what I like to refer to as works of art. If you want to see his work, I highly suggest you follow him on Instagram. All right. And basically see the pieces he's putting out. He's on there as at Nor'easter Game Calls. Um, you can also visit his website, www.nor-eastergamecalls.com. Um, I'm not going to front. This dude posted on Instagram pictures of some uh, earrings that he made. Beautiful, beautiful pieces. I mean, like I said, they're works of art. Check them out on Instagram at Nor'easter Game Calls and online www.nor'eastergamecalls.com. When you want to get them close, accept no substitute, y'all. All right. Next up, Onyx. The edge that the Onyx Hunt app provides is ridiculous. I'm able to do so much like drop markers for just about anything. Deer beds, tracks, tree stands, anything. I can see clearly marked public and private land boundaries. And guess what? No service, no problem. You can access your saved maps from anywhere. Listen, know where you stand with the number one hunting app. Download it now on your Apple or Android device or visit onyxmaps.com today. Okay, so check this out. If you're listening to this episode on the day it's been released, hunting season has officially begun in New York State. Yes, it is September 1st, and that kicks off New York's Canada goose season. I honestly know nothing about hunting geese, but I genuinely wish all those hunters good luck and happy hunting. Now, with it being September 1st, that means that many parts of New York State are less than two weeks away from the start of air, uh, early bear season, I should say. And then the early bow season for deer will kick off September 27th in the northern zone of New York and October 1st in the southern zone, which is where I am at. So I've got one more month to go. Now, last piece of news. The New York chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers is launching a virtual Learn to Hunt series this Thursday, September 3rd, and that's what this episode is all about. So enjoy my intro music and let's get to it. Welcome, y'all, to episode 37 of When the Hunt Calls. I'm your host, Cliff Cadet. And just as I uh, mentioned in the uh, hunting news segment, the New York chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers is launching a four-week virtual Learn to Hunt series that kicks off this Thursday, September 3rd. 
Now, I wanted to learn a little bit more about it. So my guest this episode is actually the host of week one of that series, Matt Corcoran. Now, Matt is a fellow New Yorker from Long Island, and he serves as NYBHA's Region 1 Event Coordinator. So sit back, relax, and listen in on my conversation with Matt. All right, ladies and gentlemen, on the line with me, Matthew Corcoran. Uh, Matt, is it all right if I call you Matt? Yeah, you can call me Matt. All right, cool. Matt, thank you, man, for taking the time out to uh, speak with me. I really appreciate it, brother. Absolutely. All right. So um, funny, funny thing for my listeners, just so because uh, I, I always tell my listeners, I, I always put them on. They know I record this podcast through my cell phone. But both Matt and I, um, though we're in two separate locations, we're both sitting in our cars <laughs> recording this podcast. Sure are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So again, you, I really appreciate it because I know just just like uh, just like me, you're you're a family guy. So you know we're both stepping away from our families right now to be able to speak. So again, thank you, brother. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. So so um, I I got in contact with you um, via email the other day. Because I got received from the New York chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. Um, but before we, honestly, before we even touch into that, I should note, I should uh, basically tell everyone, you are from New York, just like me. Yeah. Yep. Long Island. Right. Suffolk County, born and raised. Long Island. <laughs> nice, nice. Now, I live in Queens, so you're you're not that far away from me. Maybe like an hour's ride or something like that. It's an um, hour, yeah. Hour, 45 minutes, the right time of the day. Yep, exactly. If you're lucky, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I gotta ask, like, how how did you get into hunting? Is it something that you you grew up with, you know, out east, or is it something you got into later on in life? Yeah, I I didn't start hunting until I was probably like nineteen, twenty. Uh -huh. Um, I got into hunting. I um, it's actually, I got into commercial fishing. Um, so. I worked on the back of a lobster boat and uh, the guy I worked for um, had a son the same age as me mm -hmm. wound up. Uh, they were, they were big time into hunting. They went up to the Adirondacks, spent a lot of time in the Adirondacks. I wound up taking a couple of trips and I'm taking some interest and um, kind of just went from there. You know, I, um, they took me hunting, you know, and, uh, I just fell in love with it. I wound up, um, I wound up marrying the guy's daughter. And, uh, oh wow! He's my yeah, so now he's my father-in-law. So, um, <laughs> That's what's uh, up, man. So pretty much, my father-in-law got me into hunting when I was when I was younger. You know, he had me shooting and whatnot, but not really hunting till I was about twenty. Yeah. Got it, got it. Well, you know what? That that's pretty dope because. Your your wife can't say you know saying you got into hunting later in life and and complain yeah. about it or anything like that. You're know saying like yeah. a lot a lot of guys who get into hunting uh, later on in life or after you know they've had wives or had families and stuff. Sometimes like even myself, it, it's had um, a little bit of an impact on my family because you know my wife, my kids aren't into it really. So um, yeah. that's pretty cool, man. That's a dope story. So. Yeah. Um, now I plan on hunting Westchester, which is bow only. Yep. Now he's yep. bow only as well, right? All right. Yep. Um, so, only. All right. So, um, 
you've hunted only only Suffolk County, Long Island, or have you hunted in other locations? Yeah, I've hunted um I hunted plenty of the Adirondacks. Um we had a camp up there and then um it wound up it was like paper mill company and then it, mm-hmm. it wound up being sold back to New York State. So I've been hunting on public land up there for since I was like twenty. Um mm-hmm. I've actually that's where I've done most of my hunting, um, is in the Adirondacks. And then last year, um, through uh, backcountry hunters and anglers, I wound up um, in the Catskills at Westkill Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. And um, I went up there for their rendezvous. And I had no idea that there was so much public land like two hours outside of New York City. I had no idea. I mean, there really? Was, yeah, there's public land um, up there, there's wilderness areas. You know, twenty thousand acre at a clip. You know, um, mm-hmm. you know, you can go up there and get lost and have to get rescued. It's uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool up there. So I've hunted. I hunted that last year for for bears. Uh, I didn't get up there to do any deer hunting, but um, mm-hmm. other than that, Suffolk County. And um, but to tell you what, I I've spent most of my time doing mm-hmm. is uh, I've done I've done a lot of trapping. Really? Yeah. It um, I kind of kind of used it, uh, almost uh like an income, you know, because I would I would sell furs. Um, oh wow. Okay. Yeah. What so what, what, what animals did you trap? Um, raccoons and foxes on Long Island, and then I would go up to the Adirondacks and trap fishers, martins, and beavers, pretty much, and really get into the coyotes too much, but one here or there. Wow, and then what do you what do you do with like the I because what well, I've heard of the trapping and I've yeah. you know heard a little bit of you know the the selling of the fur, but how how big of a market is there for that? It's 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 minute. I mean, like right. you probably put at this point, this day and age, you probably maybe you could break even if if you were mm-hmm. really lucky, you know. Um, more of just something to pass the time you know i'll probably take my i have an eight-year-old son mm-hmm. um i'll probably take him out uh he's he's showing a real interest in it so I'll, I'll probably set a couple of traps with him this year maybe catch a couple of raccoons you know just uh get him out there and get him you know seeing what's going on but uh. there's really no money in it but it, it's um you know when you sit in a deer stand for mm-hmm. days on end and you don't see a deer Mm-hmm. You don't see a bear, and the only thing you see running around the woods is squirrels. And you know, you put ten or twenty traps out, and maybe you see an animal. It's, you know, it's uh, it breaks up the monotony. You know. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. And it lets you. It yeah. extends your season because you're you're always able to do something. Yeah, absolutely. Saying so. And, that's and I'll tell up. you what, it really teaches you a lot. Um, mm-hmm. to pay attention to to sign and and not so much just tracks or you know or scat or anything like that but you know like you start to learn where an animal wants to wants to be you know and then once they want to be there if if you're there with your trap or with your bow or whatever it is you know it you're you're in the right spot you know what i mean it becomes easier to find the right spot Nice, nice. Yeah. So yeah. you've been so you've been a commercial fisherman. Yeah. 
All right. Yeah. You're you're a trapper. You're yeah. bow hunter. And yeah. and uh I know and I'm assuming you hunt with a rifle as well. Uh no, not really. I'm pretty much no? uh, I'm pretty much stuck on the bow, man. Oh nice. Any reason any yeah. reason particular for that? Because I mean being because a I lot feel like it's more intimate. <laughs> oh nice. Because the reason I is because a lot of um a couple of the people that I've spoke spoken to in New York, New York City um specifically, when they do hunt outside of the city, it's because yeah. they like heading up north to be able to use, you know, Rifle. their their rifles and shoot and whatnot. Um because you know, like we said, Westchester is only so they can use their rifle summer. Right. Right. Um yeah, no, I'm I I like sticking I like sticking with my bow. It just uh fits me, you know. I don't um I just haven't uh I mean I've hunted with a rifle. Um mm -hmm. I started out with a rifle, but um you know, I I'd rather uh just challenge myself. I don't know, I'm a glutton for punishment. I think that's <laughs> what it really comes down to, you know. Like All right, let me let me how many times. Let me ask about your rig. What are you shooting? Oh man, you're gonna make fun of me. I'm shooting a a Matthews Switchback XD from 2005. Dude, I I pass no judgment because I know yeah. nothing about the brand. I just know that Matthews Matthews uh, shooters and Hoyt shooters are always going at it. Like it's funny when yeah. I when I watch on so, uh, social media, you know, people who are all about PSC, people who are all, yeah, all yeah. about Bear, all about Matthews, all about Hoyt. It, it's cool. I mean, I shoot an elite, but um, I can't. Go. Yeah, I'm not uh, passing any judgment, man. Because at the end of the day, um, and again, I'm the the new kid on the block. If yeah, you, yeah. you've you've got way more experience than I do, and uh, and I'm gonna assume you've taken a plenty of animal down with that with that Matthews. So, dude, yeah. it's like you shoot a, a multi pin sight, one pin. I actually just switched to the uh, Easy V um, target. Um, it's a V. There's no pins. No pins, huh? Yeah, it's just a V, and you kind of put that. I haven't used it other than on a target. I just switched to the thing. Um, you put it on like the front shoulder and mm -hmm. it's gonna line up to the back rib and it's gonna pretty much center punch that shot every time you'll be hitting it in the same spot and it's not doesn't have a so it, it kind of alleviates target panic where you have that pin in front of your eye and your brain wants to move your eye away from that thing that's in front of it mm -hmm. which creates target panic um so this pretty much alleviates that and it's just a clearer thing. And you also don't need to range find anything because as it comes in, you put that V right on it. Doesn't matter if it's at 30 or 40 yards or 20 yards. If that V is on the front shoulder and on the back rib, you're gonna put the arrow in the same place. Dude, that sounds so cool. All right, what's this yeah. called again? <laughs> what's this called again? It's called the Easy V Bow Sight. Easy V both site. I'm yeah. telling you right now, once we once we get off uh once we get off this call, I will be Googling yeah. that and, and seeing how that how that works out. Dope. Yeah. All right. So all right, so you've uh you've bow hunted um uh deer, bear, yeah. 
What else? Know. Anything else? Nah, that's it. Nah. Between the uh, two, I, was... you know, I had I had big aspirations of getting out west and doing all kinds of hunting, but there's there's so much so much stuff I can do right here in New York without you know flying away. You know, like you you can get an almost like a western hunt feel right in the Catskills. You know, two hours outside of New York City. See, I'm so glad you say that because um, it's that's that's what I'm hoping to find in in New York. Uh, a lot of people don't realize you can't hunt in New York City, so you can't hunt in the five boroughs because we're so populated. No, um, but uh, you can hunt out east in Long Island, and um, you can hunt right outside the city because um, you know, but less than 45 minutes away from me is Westchester yeah. you can hunt that and like you said you get that feel for it and then we got uh I would say I don't know about out east but in Westchester from what I've seen and the trail cam pictures that guys have been sharing with me we've got some decent bucks in Westchester what do the bucks look sure. like in Suffolk oh man there's some there's some hammers running around um there's big deer here on Long Island um, See, the thing is is a lot of them are on private property because there's a lot of private property out here uh, yeah is but, it difficult to is i mean is there public land out there as well or is it there's, more there's so there's there's one of the biggest patches of public land probably in i don't even know the the pine barrens on long island are, are run by um department of environmental conservation so it's like there's one patch in rocky point that's five thousand acres nice you know, and, and you're you're allowed to hunt it mountain bike it trap it you know whatever you want you just get an access permit and you're good to go that's what's up all right yeah that's that's just and then there's a whole bunch of other state patches here and there if you're a suffolk county resident um you can hunt on suffolk county parkland um there's town properties that you can hunt on uh there's there's plenty of public land opportunities out here, and there's also plenty of private land opportunities out here because, to tell you the God's honest truth, there's a pretty much an overpopulation of deer on Long Island, um, and you know people, people, especially the 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 more upper class people around here, they put you know fifty thousand dollar landscapes in, and the deer decimate them in a night. You know, take wow. take everything down to the <laughs> down to the root, and you know they walk out and they want the deer gone. You know. Wow. All right. So I gotta ask because um, you've gotten yourself some deer. Have you ever have you ever killed a bear? I uh, I killed a bear when I first started hunting. Yeah. That nice. Was, uh, that was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> and which is your which uh, between the two? Which would you say have been has been your favorite to hunt? Uh whitetail by far. Yeah, I'm uh, and, I'm, I'm stuck on on deer hunting. Nice. It's a, such such a it's such a chess game. It's it's you know trying to figure them out. It's it's awesome. I I think it's it's also in my backyard. You know what I mean? I can be I can be I can be up a tree and you know I can walk out of my house and be parked walking in the woods in ten minutes. You know what I mean? So nice. it's, it's a lot easier to feed that addiction, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, all right, that's what's up. Now, um, you tomorrow you're heading up to um to the Catskills. You said the Adirondacks. 
Catskills, yeah. Catskills. And um, yeah. you're going to be doing a little uh, bear scouting. What does bear yeah. scouting entail for you? Like, what do you, what, if, if I were to, if I were to try to take this up, you know, uh, mm -hmm. what would I be looking for? So mass, the same as deer, you're going to be looking for food, you know, mm -hmm. um, the way bears work is they're, they're trying to fatten up for the winter. I know the winter isn't that bad around here anymore, but they still, they still hibernate. Mm -hmm. Um, so they're trying to put on as much fat as they can. And right now, well, in another couple of weeks, once once the season opens up, they're going to be looking for acorns or beech nuts and preferably white oak acorns. That's what they're going to they're going to zero in on those and they're going to eat them until they're until they're gone. And then they're going to move on to a new food food source. Um, they won't leave a food source until they're done eating on it, you know. Um, oh wow! Okay. Yeah, and um, it's 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 white oak acorns now, mm -hmm. and then once the reds hit the ground, they won't. I guess they'll eat them if they have to, but um, just the same as deer, they're not going to eat them if they have another option, which is the white oak. So I was I was just about to ask that. That's uh, the white oak um, acorns. That's the preference. Uh, that's what the deer prefer as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do you know it... the reason why? No, no. Please let me know. No. So the reason why is because a red oak has tannic acid in it. So if you go out and you take a white oak acorn and you take a red oak acorn, you break them open and you throw that nut in your mouth, the red oak acorn is going to taste almost um, sour. It's going to taste off. It's just not going to taste right. The white oak mm. acorn is going to taste like you just chew it up and eat it. I mean, it, they taste good. I've eaten plenty of them. Um, they taste fine right off the tree right away. So I guess after a little while of raining or snowing, the the red oaks will leach out that tannic acid and they'll start tasting better. So it's kind of Mother Nature's, you know, food storage for, for, for the wildlife where, you know, they'll, they'll jump on those white oaks and they'll eat them right off the tree. And then there'll still be a food source with that, with that red oak um, on the ground. Later, yeah, later yep. on in the later. season. Yep. Oh, that's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. Yep. That's why late season, if you could find yourself a big red oak flat, you know, big wide open, you know, white, you know, red oaks. You know, you can work the edges of that, and they're going to be in there eating those acorns, especially, you know, in the late season. All right. So then maybe, so sit on the, the white acorns, uh, the white the oaks, beginning. white oaks in the early season, and then red oaks yep. in late. Uh, good to know. Good to know. I gl I'm glad I got yeah. my pen and paper out right now. Appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So what are your plans for the season? Um, what are you doing? Uh, you're, I know you already said you're going to be doing some trapping. Um, yeah. you're going to be, you're going to be focused on bow hunting out East or up yeah. in the Catskills. So, um, I'll hunt early bear, um, up in the Catskills. It's, it's, it's a three week season from September 12th to, I believe the 27th. Um, so I'll, I'll try to get up there all three weekends, you know, and, um, run around the mountains, sleep in a tent. Um, just basically take my bow for a walk. <laughs> um, you know, and, and maybe, maybe get lucky. Uh, but then, um, come October 1st, I'm pretty much going to be here on Long Island. I did, um, 
with COVID, I had a little bit of time off, and I did a I did a lot of scouting this year. So oh, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited to get into some uh, some new spots that I uh, that I was able to uh, scout. Nice, nice. All right. Yeah. So you you, yeah. you got a you have a target book? No, no. Uh, I I have uh I only I only put one trail camera out, and that's uh that's I guess a kind of I guess you could call it a target buck. I found a hammer shed this year, and uh, mm. and I, I had picture. I only run one trail camera, like on one piece of property, because I've ha- I've not had good luck with keeping um. With having people keep their hands off of my camera, <laughs> so I got, I, I got real discouraged with it. So I have I have one spot where I know there's no people really going in, and um, that's where I have pictures of uh, of a real nice uh, real nice deer. Only at night, I can only see them at night, no matter where I put that trail camera. And uh, I I I think I found where I could get pictures of them during the day, and I have mm-hmm. a camera in there, but. Um, I've I've been fighting the urge to go in there because I I want to go in there the first time I go in there uh you know with a knocked arrow just in case. Uh, I hear <laughs> you. Know? you. <laughs> I'll, I'll pull, I hear I'll pull you. that card. I'll pull that card and and hopefully have a you know a bloody arrow to show for it. <laughs> that, that, the, it's a smart move because at least you know if 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 it's in a secluded spot where that buck is is only moving during the day in that area you figure why yeah. take the chance before the season starts and and bump them you know what i'm yeah. saying at least at least yeah. if you bump them let it be during the season no exactly. but uh, i know that's a, i know where he's gonna go then exactly that's a good strategy no i could appreciate that <laughs> all right man well good luck to you with that season or with, with the upcoming season i know i'm i'm excited myself um, but yeah. I could totally, I could totally feel you on the whole trail cam situation because the public land I'm hunting, I really, I only have four trail cameras. True and truth mm-hmm. be told, they're not even with me. They're at a a, a buddy's property about three hours away, and okay. um, so, but I don't feel like driving three hours to get them. And yeah. truthfully, at this public land, this is public land. If you're having issues with, um, you know, like you, like you are, um, I don't yeah. want to have to deal with the same thing because they're they were pretty cheap but still i don't feel like spending money on new ones you know what i'm saying yeah. so i don't put any trail cameras up i'm just looking for sign and all i've seen have been um tracks and and pretty much embedding areas so that's yeah. what i've been working off of that's that's all a right. good start yeah you know what i'm saying <laughs> uh, so oh, i got my fingers crossed for the season man fingers crossed so um so uh to kind of backtrack a little bit um like i had mentioned before um i had reached out to you because of an email i re- I, I received from the new york chapter of bha um yep. you hold a position with uh the new york chapter what is it so i'm like i'm a i'm a regional coordinator um there's nine dec regions uh in new york state and last summer, uh, the, the state chapter wanted to do more events like pint nights, get togethers, uh, conservation, um, cleanups and, and what have you. Um, they thought the best way to do that was to reach out, um, and, you know, ask people if they wanted to be coordinators. And, uh, 
I, you know, I raised my hand and said, yes, I'll do it. So here I am. I'm a, I'm a regional coordinator now. Um, had some things going. I had a, I had a pint night planned. I had, um, I had some local businesses donating some stuff and we're going to do some raffles. And, uh, I was working with DEC to do a conservation project and that was all happening in April and none of it happened. Uh, yeah, no, I I feel you. Our yeah. city came to our city came to a grinding halt in April. So, yep. So, yeah. um, it was just like bad timing, and so, um, the way um, you know, it's been frustrating since coming back. You know, things have started to open up, but the state still isn't really wanting you to get together. Um, I put some emails out to the state, and they weren't really. Nobody's really responding. So um, we kind of got on a Zoom call with the state chapter. And, um, you know, we were all trying to figure out how to how to engage our membership and how to get new members in. And, um, you know, we were bouncing around how, how we could do a pint night. And then um, one of us came up with um, doing something online. Why, why fight? Why fight, you know, to, to get people into a room when, you know, we have all this technology that's been set up and we also have something like 30,000 new hunters that signed up online and took the online course. So wow. that's, that, that's 30,000 people that didn't take an in-class room, learn to hunt, have a teacher go the extra mile. They just listened to a computer. So we, as a, um, we as a group decided, why not do a virtual learn to hunt? You know. Um, yep. That so was that was the yeah that was the email that yeah, I got. Yeah. I, I just I kind of transitioned transitioned into it for you. So. Oh no no no! I appreciate that. Trust me, I appreciate <laughs> yeah. that. Let it flow. Um, yeah. So uh, so we came up with this idea, um, and we're gonna do um, we're gonna do four nights. I didn't. I don't have it all right right down in front of me. Um, but uh, the the first night's gonna be, um, you know, uh, finding a place to hunt. Um, we're gonna do uh, finding a place to hunt. Uh, we're gonna check out Onyx Maps. We're gonna go over the DEC website. We're gonna show you uh, how to um, how to get in and out of the woods. Do a little compass skills. Um, I believe the second session's gonna be. Um, how to get in and, out, in and out of a tree stand safely, a little bit more woodsmanship. Okay. The third session will be on um, shot placement and calibers and uh, what kind of archery equipment, you know, and how to use everything. Um, and then uh, the fourth week is going to be uh, if you actually get something, what, what do you do now, you know? Uh, uh, they're going to okay. go over... They're going to go over cleaning animals. They're going to go over uh, self-butchering, bringing it to a processor. And we're just going to kind of break it all down for you um, right there. And it's not going to be 100% um, about about deer hunting. Um, I think we're going to try and work in some small game and stuff like that, too. Because um, mm -hmm. new hunters, that's usually where new hunters start with, with small game, you know? All right. Now, um, small small game meaning what? Like um, um turkey, turkey, squirrels, well, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, turkey, or? squirrels, pheasants. You know. Okay. Um, 
we don't have a dove season, which is a shame. But um, I've 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 heard um I've heard on other podcasts um about a dove season. What exactly? Yeah. So there's dove hunting because that I think I just yeah. heard either today or yesterday on another podcast, and I wasn't aware of dove hunting. Was that the like first it? time? The first time I ever shot a gun at something live was was at a dove, and. Mm. Um, it that was in Pennsylvania. Um, that was it was awesome because you go out into a cornfield and and there's doves everywhere and it's 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 usually the season usually opens up like in in late August like right around now. So it's the first it's the first thing that you get to you know first time you get to get a, a weapon in your hand and and start chasing something. But um but dove hunting's really really cool. It's uh it's a it's a really cool thing. And there's plenty of doves. I, you know, I'm not. I don't want to start anything with, with, <laughs> with anything. But you know, there's there's plenty of doves that we could we could probably have a season. I'm no biologist, but you know. Mm. Well, you know what's um, funny but, is what's funny is uh hopefully in a couple of weeks I'm gonna have a wildlife um refuge manager on the podcast and um because nice. i've been trying to connect with somebody from the dc i'm finding it difficult maybe um yeah. after this conversation you and i can speak if you're willing to sure. share your connects because i'm Absolutely. i always wonder how um they come up with the numbers you know for the season you know right. what i'm saying like or how they create a season you know how they decide like let's say what number would they have to reach? Uh, how many number of doves would they have to be in the population for them to open up and decide, all right, you know what? 2020 to 2021, we're going to open up uh, a dove hunting season. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, I'm curious to learn stuff like that. What's it, what's it take yeah. to open that up? So, yeah, I would, I would say you need to speak to a biologist, yeah. wildlife biologist. Yeah. Got that's, it. Got um, it. That's who makes that up. Well, I've registered for that uh, virtual learn to hunt series, so I'm actually nice. excited because um, it's it's funny because I reached out to I told you before like I had reached out to the Illinois Learn to Hunt, um, mm -hmm. you know I I think it's a nonprofit or some kind of organization and they and they do in person what you're talking about doing, but I like right. the fact that, that that you guys stepped it up and realized you know. We've got an influx of hunters this season um, that didn't get to take hunter safety in person or take yeah. bow hunter safety in person. And sometimes you're right. lucky, like you said, you get that one instructor that goes the extra mile. Like in my bow hunter sure. safety, in my bow hunter safety class, that's what I had. I had two instructors. Like they went above and beyond. Like you know, yeah. during the breaks, they were taking questions. Afterwards, they stuck around taking questions. Um, yeah. You know, and so, but I really appreciate what you and the you know new york chapter of bha are doing in terms of providing this for us because last year for me i hunted a six acre piece of private you know what i'm saying yeah. but i had no clue what i was doing i'll be honest sure. it was one i had yeah. i had no real clue what i was doing and two i didn't i only went out a total of three days throughout the entire yeah. season this season um i've done a lot more scouting um i should be out there uh, a lot more days and i gotta be but i'm also thankful i've got like a, a mentor kind of you know you saying go. he's he's been helping me out um yeah. you know he's the one that introduced me to the land in westchester um mm -hmm. and he actually he was able to gain access if if i remember correctly i believe he gained some access as a private property in suffolk so he's looking at he's looking to hunt suffolk this year as well nice 
Come on out here. We got plenty of deer. You see? That's, that's, <laughs> hey, dude. It's once I once I conquer. I'm not gonna say conquer. I believe once I once I feel like I'm comfortable with Westchester and like yeah. I've you know built maybe some decent scouting skills then i want to move on to you know another part part of new york and that more than likely that would be suffolk mainly because it's for me with you know having my wife and kids i want to stay as close to home as possible so yeah, i know the right feeling. yeah so that's why i you know we're saying it's like right now for me it's less than an hour's drive to get to westchester so yep. you know what i'm saying it should be it should be pretty cool, pretty cool. And and again, I'm looking forward to learning from your your series. Um, you're gonna be the host on the first one, right? Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna go over um, some Onyx, um, some some stuff I do with Onyx. Um, some I think we're gonna have one of the one of the panelists is gonna go over, like I said, the DEC website. All right. When I use when I use Onyx, I like just 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 take bears i mean like long island i do the same thing but let's just take upstate you know i i don't know really anything about upstate especially the cat skills and and all that so i just jump on onyx and i instead of just looking at a map and going and looking for features i can zero in on where the public land is i don't have to ask anybody permission to hunt on public land so i use onyx i jump on i find i find a piece of public and then I click on it, and it tells me the name of the piece of public. I then take that name, I punch it into the DEC website, and if it's if it's state land, it comes up, and the DEC website's going to tell you what you can and can't do on that land. Um, some of the some of the public pieces you look up, you're not allowed to hunt on. Some of mm -hmm. them you're allowed to hunt on, but you can't camp on. So for me to drive three hours up there. I need to be able to put up a tent because I'm not just going to go up there for a day. I'm going to go up there for two. I'm going to go up there on a weekend or I'm going to go up on a Friday night and either sleep in my car and then hunt all day and then sleep in the tent or vice versa. Um, mm -hmm. So I want to know that I can camp there and I can hunt there, you know, so we'll use that. We'll you I'll use both in conjunction. And then um, <clears throat> another, another tool that I use, <clears throat> excuse me uh is to uh use google earth i don't know if you've ever used google earth i i haven't but, used google earth but kind of like you i i use two things i use onyx and then i use uh google maps so i can okay. see just in case there's something i can't see yep. but onyx has yep. been really good with everything and then i'm still yep. really learning to read maps or reading terrain and stuff yep. like that so for me um, what I found beneficial is what I was doing was I did like two or three nights of e-scouting and drop yep. and drop markers for places I wanted to go and check out. Mm -hmm. And then when I went scouting, I went to those places and was like, nah, this ain't the best spot. It wasn't what I thought it was. And right. then and then physically, you know, walked the properties, saw what I like, and then dropped new markers. Yep. Yeah, I actually with Onyx. I, I, I take pictures of other people's stands. I drop waypoints where other people are hunting. You know, I mean, I, that that tool is, I mean, I probably, uh, uh, just on Long Island, public land, I, I probably have 150 pins on, um, on wow. around here of just stuff that I found. Um, but uh, if you look into Google Earth, I mean, you can download it for free on your computer. Um, uh -huh. That's that's 
that's a nice tool to have in February when the season's over and you've hunted a couple of pieces and you think you know what's going on. Well, on Google Earth, you can turn back. They take pictures for Google Earth all year round. Mm -hmm. So you could look at a picture from, you know, February or March, just when, when there's no snow on the ground. And you can see transition lines and features and you can tell what's going to have thick cover and what's going to not have thick cover because there's no leaves on any trees. You know what I mean? So it uh... makes looking for, for it makes looking for transition lines and thick cover a heck of a lot easier than when everything has leaves on it and you're going and you can't tell what's what's a pine tree and what's a what's an oak tree, you know? Got it, got it, got it. All right, that's a dope tip. This is yeah. this is some of the stuff you'll be guys will be covering on on this yep. in the yep. series. That's yep. really cool. All right, because literally while I'm on the phone with you, I'm downloading Google Earth right now. <laughs> yeah, <And> man. <laughs> it's so valuable. It's such a valuable tool for me. You know, I've used it. Man, I've I've used it. I'm gonna show a couple of other of my tricks, and I'm sure some of the other guys will be will be giving out some uh some pointers and stuff, you know, and it's it's for me all this is just getting people in the woods i you know getting people to buy hunting licenses is is number one because hunting licenses equals conservation conservation equals it's all going to be here for our kids you know people aren't buying licenses that's not going to happen so the most important thing for us as a generation is to is to buy hunting licenses and support conservation because if we don't do that, it's not going to be here for our kids or their kids. Agreed. You know? Agreed. So, you know what? Now that you're speaking on, on conservation, um, yeah. I'm not sure you're familiar with what's going on in Staten Island right now. Um, you know you know what's up there. <laughs> you started yeah. laughing. You already started laughing. <laughs> what are your thoughts, man? That they're, they're, the city's wasting so much money. Millions. Um, millions. Yeah, mil sterilizing these deer. Yeah, and it's so... I've had it explained to me by a biologist that mm -hmm. they sterilize a deer and it, it you know, like you sterilize a, a, a doe and it still goes into heat. So the bucks are still running around and, and they just, it doesn't work there. There's, mm -hmm. they can't sterilize all of them. And you know, it, it's just not, it's not a feasible plan and and i don't know you know like they've they've come out and said it and they just keep re 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 putting it through like like it's mm -hmm. gonna just magically work it's it's not gonna work they need to they need to come up with a better plan I, and i don't know if if letting people hunt it is a good idea i i don't you know i i don't i've never spent any amount of time on staten island so i don't know mm -hmm. if patches where people could bow hunt you know well here, here's the thing um over a year ago and the things i've been trying to go back into what i what i had uh heard and taken notes but i'm looking to connect with a guy because i heard like uh a little further down south there are what's called urban archery initiatives right in like the dc area um yeah. and whatnot and it's where um it's it's not necessarily ur urban per se, but it's in resident where these guys, these hunters, are bow hunting residential areas. Like they're in yep. people's backyards, up in yep. a stand, 
and they're hunting. So that, um, that happens, you know, these deer. That happens on Long Island as well. There's um, mm-hmm. there's, there's multiple. That I wouldn't call. I guess they're non for profits. Uh-huh. But um, they hunt. Um, they basically go into a neighborhood and tell you know have all the people in the the, the more affluent neighborhoods where people have a little bit bigger pieces of property. Uh-huh. And they they go they go through and they get permissions and those people get um, basically nuisance permits, and these guys go in there and they take out deer. That's what they do. They urban hunt. You know, they're they're hunting in people's um, swing sets. Yeah, that's you know what's yeah. funny. I think this dude mentioned something like that. That he's in he's yeah. like fifty he's like fifty fifty feet away You're from about a kids Tal- kids jungle Taylor gym. Taylor Chamberlain. I, I don't I don't remember his honestly all I remember was I listened to him on Mark Kenyon's Wired Wired to Hunt podcast. Yeah. And yeah. that might That's and that Kelly. might be it. Yeah. But um it was cool nonetheless to know because he wasn't the only hunter, um, I believe. And the thing is, what was dope about it is all pretty much all the deer they harvest gets mm-hmm. donated to the food banks yeah. in, in the in the area. You know what I'm saying? That's a yep. that's a huge deal. You you think about all the all the food banks here in New York City. I'm not saying I'm not saying that deer hunting Staten Island would put a huge dent in right. you know in into feeding the the homeless out here, but maybe maybe if you if the food donated um if the I'm sorry, the deer killed in Staten Island would be used to feed the homeless in Staten Island, you know what I'm sure. saying? that might help yeah. because from what i understand like for you right you you harvest a deer how long does that meat mm-hmm. last for you well the way my kids eat deer meat uh <laughs> probably about two months oh wow okay months. you see what yeah. i'm saying that that's that's two months worth of food if if anything was shared amongst you know uh, yeah. A specific neighborhood uh, of people, sure. or you know, just that borough alone. Because I mean, while I don't know how how big the population is in Staten Island, I know out of all the five boroughs, though, um, Staten Island has the most green space, the most parks, and, and stuff right. like that. And then uh, the other four boroughs. You know what I'm right. saying? So, so I you, you also got to think about, you know, I mean, look look at New Jersey and the bear mm-hmm. hunt. You know, it's you're you're dealing with people that don't think they think with their heart, not their head. You know, mm-hmm. um, they they want to save the deer, they want to save the deer, but they don't understand that the deer are gonna starve because they're gonna exhaust the food source. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're gonna they're gonna start eating garbage and you know become unhealthy, which is gonna you know, propagate disease and, you know, it's people think they don't want to, you know, that's, that's, that's it. They they think with their, they think with their heart and not their head. It's, you know, nah, it's simple nah. science. If you listen to a scientist, mm-hmm. you know, the, the facts are there. It, it, hunting works. Yeah, no, I agree. And I mean, it's funny because I was reminded of all of that, like everything you're talking about when I when I was studying to take the the hunter safety class. And I was like, dang, I forgot about that. Like a habitat can only accommodate a certain number of of organisms, let's say, whether it's humans or animals or whatever. It it only has enough food 
uh, shelter, um, whatever it is, for a certain number of animals in a given area. So then when they right. start, like, like, like you said, when they start overpopulating, they either start spreading out and then multiplying in other locations or they stay in the one location. And like you said, they end up eating up or, or they end up using up, using up all the resources in that area and unfortunately starve. You know yep. what I'm saying? And especially when there's no, especially like Staten Island, there's no natural predators out there. We, if we, no. if they allowed us to hunt them, we would be the predators. You know 100%. what I'm saying? Being able, being able to call the numbers down to, uh, I believe, I, I believe there's a, there's a, this could be a, um, a not non-fact, but I heard it, um, at a meeting. I believe you need to take something like 40% of the deer population out just to maintain um that population mm -hmm. otherwise it goes you know it it builds mm -hmm. See. so just just to put just to put little number on it for you 40 percent. you need to take out 40 percent of the population to maintain you know to maintain that population at that level you want to you want to decrease it you need to take more than half you know wow Man. all right it's a lot it's a lot of deer yeah definitely <laughs> all right man listen um let's let's round this out with um with uh i guess i'm gonna ask a couple final questions uh okay. one where can um everyone like i mean you do you think this uh learn to hunt series is more beneficial only for people who are looking to hunt new york or uh, you think anybody can use this information i think anybody can use it um, okay. I know that they, they, they capped it at like 85 people, I think. Okay. So if, if you're going to, I, I, if you're going to sign up, you better sign up quick. Oh, I already <laughs> did. I, I signed, I signed up, the, I signed up the minute I got that email, bro. I was like, right. yeah, I, I want, I want in on this. And then it was, it wasn't until afterwards when I sent you the email and you called me back yeah. that I, I yeah. you told me that there is a, a limit. So uh, I'll definitely I like I said I'm registered I'm good to go. Um, sure. So uh, if someone isn't registered yet, where could they go to? And and it hasn't. Let's say let's keep our fingers crossed that it hasn't reached its limit yet. If somebody wanted to register yeah. for it, where could they go? Yeah. Um, I believe you could go to the chapter Facebook page or the chapter Instagram page, and those would be both be uh. New York BHA at Instagram or, or Facebook. I'm sure you could just put it in the search bar and type it up. It'll come right up. Okay. Um, there'll be a link there that you can follow and um, it'll get you signed up. All right, cool. And now for yourself, um, where could I like, are you on social media at all? Yeah, um, I am. I'm on, uh, I'm on Facebook, Matt Corcoran. Um, and then, um, I'm on uh, Instagram, uh, Matt Corcoran nine two four. All right, yeah, I'll definitely. I'm not, if I'm I'm not, not, I'm not real huge on the on the social media, you know. All right, no doubt, no <laughs> doubt. I I was I was hoping, you know, if anything, that after this, um, that maybe I I might give you a follow and see what's up. Um, yeah. all right, and then la I guess last thing, um, last question for the for the for the night. What um, I wanted to know is. If there's one tip, since especially, uh, you know what, it can be geared towards anyone. If there's one piece of advice, one tip that you feel like 
um, you know, a new bow hunter should know, um, what would that be? Get time off from work and spend time in the woods. Got it. Got That's it. it. Get the more time, time off in the woods work. you spend, the better you're going to be. Got it. I totally agree. All right, man. Um, let's see. New York BHA on Instagram, guys. Uh, and same thing on Facebook. Um, so when is the first, what is the date of the first, uh, the first um, lesson? Yeah, I'll put it that way. It's the, I think it's the third. Oh, shit. Did I just... Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, Don't worry. Don't worry. I didn't know if oh. I shut the phone down. I wanted to look at the... Uh, I just want to jump on the... Um... It's uh, Thursday, September 3rd. Yes, it's the third. And then... The, third. the first this... week in September. All right. And then... It's going to um... be the, the 10th, the 17th, and the 24th. All right. Perfect. So, so, so basically for four weeks... September 3rd, September 10th, September 17th, and September 24th. Perfect. Correct. I'm looking forward to it. Yo, thank you, brother. I truly appreciate you taking this time out you know, to uh, speak with me tonight. I really appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right. You have a blessed one. You too. All right. So, again, I want to thank Matt for uh, taking the time out to speak with me. I appreciate him sharing his hunting experience and i truly appreciate the fact that this brother is doing what he does with bha and is putting on the event um that they are putting on taking place starting this thursday um you know the virtual learn to hunt series um remember if i highly recommend this for you know new bull hunters trying to figure you know who have taken their hunter safety course their bow hunter safety course and they're trying to figure out what's next um from what i understand this four week series is something that they would want to tune into um i highly believe that this is probably something um you know even though it's being hosted by the new york chapter of the bha uh maybe it's, this could be open to anyone so i will post the link to um the show notes in the details of this podcast episode um i don't know if they've capped off how many people um i can't remember actually if matt said um whether or not they capped off the number of people that can attend this virtual um uh event but um i highly recommend you go ahead and rsvp again the link to that will be in the show notes so with that being said i truly hope you guys enjoy the conversation um i truly hope you guys enjoyed the information um and i hope you enjoyed hearing about you know matt's experience in in terms of um you know what he's done in his uh hunting career and uh you know what it's like to hunt long island and whatnot so check it out again new york bha virtual learn to hunt series kicking off this thursday september 3rd link again will be in the show notes in the details of this podcast now again if you enjoyed this episode please hook a brother up with a five star rating all you got to do is go to the review section of whatever platform you are using to listen to this you it could be apple Podcasts, it could be spotify it could be podbean whatever it is um go to the review section hook a brother up with a five star rating and if you're feeling truly generous hook a brother up with a dope review i truly appreciate it um you know i'm really having fun interviewing people uh learning what i learned and sharing that with you as i'm learning it um i'd really like 
for other people um new or seasoned hunters to you know get that information as well so uh yeah please drop a brother review all right so don't forget y'all you guys stay blessed the lord is always looking over y'all as as always all right and remember respect the journey even when it's not your own <laughs>